I want to continue our journey that we started last week or so about God's way. I believe that it's vital in today's generation, today's society, that we understand that there's a principle, that there's a way that the world tells us how to do things, but then there is a, a way that God tells us how to do things as well. I believe that we need to understand that there's a greater calling, a greater responsibility in each one of our lives, in our homes, in our ministry, in our churches, that everything we do, it needs to be based in the Word of God. Everything that we function in our lives and we move forward, it has to be based on the Word of God. Our families, our relationship with the Lord and with our spouse and our children, that we show a Christian an example, a Christian foundation in their life that we can build on the rock. And who's that rock? It's Jesus Christ. That there is no other rock, there's no other foundation more, more firm, more stable than the Lord Jesus Christ. And I think that's so important today that it carries on to what we're going to talk about this morning. We're talking this morning in God's power, in God's power. It is in God's power that we can able to accomplish things, that we're able to move forward, that we're able to sustain our relationship with the Lord, that we can sustain our relationship with those around us. It is the God's power that gives us. But first of all, we have to build that foundation on the Lord and in the, in the things of God. And then allow the Spirit of God to function through us and work through us so we can do His work. Yeah, many years ago in, in, uh, in South Florida, when a hurricane hit, uh, Norena's home was one of many that was severely damaged. The elderly woman received an insurance settlement and, the, and to repairs work began. However, when the money ran out, so did the contractors, living in an unfinished home with no electricity. Norena has been living without power ever since. The astonished part of this story is that the hurricane was not Katrina, but Andrew. Hurricane struck back in 1992. Norena lived in that dark, unfinished home for many, many, many years. No heat in the winter, chill settled over South Florida. No air conditioning. When the mercury climbed into the 90s and the humidity in the 100%. Not one hot shower. Without money to finish the repairs, Norona just got by with small lamp and a single burner. Her neighbors didn't seem to notice the absence of power. Acting on a tip, the mayor of Miami-Dade got involved. It took a few hours of work by electrician contractor, Ken Kirk, who returned power to the house. Norena said it's hard to describe having the electricity to switch on. It is overwhelming. In other words, this woman have got custom to live without the power, without electricity. And how many Christians have been living their entire life without ever knowing what is to what it's like to have the overwhelming power of the Holy Spirit operating within. We can function in life, we go through life, but there's something greater available for all of us. And I believe even in today's Mother's Day that I believe this message will tie into Mother's Day some in, in a way. That even Mother's Day need mothers need the power of the Holy Spirit to function and go forward. Mothers need the power of the Holy Spirit to deal with the Husband who forgets things all the time. The we need the power of the Holy Spirit just to go to Walmart nowadays. 
just to, just to function, even just to go shopping on Amazon, you need the power of the Holy Spirit to discern the bright price to get. Can I get an amen? You see, to be frank, I think that some of us have had the power turned off for so long that we have, wouldn't even recognize if it comes back to us. We can get so used to not having the power of the Spirit upon our life that even if it show up, we don't even know if it's that or not. Because the world has a way of programming us and, and infiltrating our life that sometimes it's hard to discern what's the Spirit of God and what's the world. But you must understand that there's a greater power and, and that the Holy Spirit is available for each one of us. If we can only tap into that Spirit in our life. And that's why we're continuing our series, God's Way. We're looking to the Bible to find out specifically God's intentions were, were for His church. God wants to work in His church. God wants to work in, in His people. God wants to function and do something incredible in our life. Just to gather on a Sunday morning or throughout the week or, or something else. Man, that's wonderful, but there's more to this. I believe that there's something greater. I believe that God wants to use us for something that we can even imagine. If we can only surrender our hearts and surrender our will and understand that there's a higher purpose in my life. There's a higher calling in my life than just getting up and going to bed, getting up and going to bed. No, there's something greater, but we have to tap into it and understand and allow the Spirit of God. Allow the Holy Spirit to work in us and touch us. We, we, don't, we don't talk much about the Spirit of God. We don't talk about the Holy Spirit very much because it, people get uncomfortable when the Spirit of God shows up in a, in a building. People get uncomfortable when the Holy Spirit starts changing your life and working in your life. But we have to surrender our life and say, God, I am all yours. You can touch me. Do whatever you want. It's the Spirit of God. And there could be no doubt that one of those intentions was for individuals, Christians, and the church as a whole to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Before Jesus left the earth for, for heaven, he gave us this promise. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. In Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see, this promise was not limited to those who were who are gathered with Jesus that day. But it was a promise echoing the great commission given to the entire church. That is available. See, God intended for his church to be a church that move, breathe, and act on his power. That we are church on the move. That we are church trusting God. That we are church moving forward. That we ain't going to settle and, and, and become a dead church. No, we are trusting the power of the Holy Ghost to move us forward, to move forward in the things of God. There are greater forward purposes in our lives. In our church, only one God this morning. There's a greater purpose. It is the power and the spirit of God that we must understand and move forward with it. We, we are a breathing organism, that we are a breathing 
church that we understand. Yes, we build our church on the rock, which is Jesus Christ that we talked about last Sunday. But now we move from that foundation. If Jesus is a rock, I am firm in God. But now the Spirit of God breathes on me and gives me hope and gives me life that I can accomplish His purpose. We, the church, have the responsibility. And there are a couple of things I want to speak to you briefly this morning before our children come here at the end. They're going to do, we have something special. They have something special for all the ladies. So I'm going to go through this for a few moments quickly before they show up. Because when the kids show up, I've lost you guys. You, I've lost you. So why have your attention for the next 10, 15 minutes, 20 maybe? I think we need to understand that there's something greater. There's something greater for us that it first it tells us the power to receive, that we receive that. I guess it should be without saying that to receive the power, you must first have the Holy Spirit as your guide. But... Perhaps we should spend a moment on this as a refresher. The power that Jesus promised is given. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and when does the Holy Spirit comes upon you, is when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But listen to what the scripture says. Peter replied, each of you must repent of your sins. Turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to show that you have received forgiveness of your sins, for your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The, this, his, this promise is for you and to your children and even to the Gentiles and all who have been called by the Lord our God. The gift of the Holy Spirit, it is the Holy Spirit himself. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you already have the Spirit as your constant companion and guide. And notice that this, that this promise is for all succeeding generations, not just for those who these words were originally spoken to. But it was for all generations. In other words, we have that luxury today too. We have the benefit of the Holy Spirit. If you are a Christian today, then you have the Holy Spirit indwelling you. Therefore, you also have the power of the Holy Spirit within you. You do not have to be a Christian superstar. Can I get an amen? We have a lot of Christian superstars today. A singing sensation or a well-known speaker to have the Holy Spirit if you are a Christ follower you already have the Holy Spirit on your side working on your side now we want to make sure that we understand that the power we are talking about is not our power it is the power of the Holy Spirit and we also need to be clear that we are not talking about having some type of superpower 
to fly and to, you know, leap tall buildings or anything of that nature. This is the power of God given by God to accomplish the things that God wants accomplished. It is that power that God works through us so we can accomplish his purpose. To accomplish his will. You see, this is where people misunderstand the power and the, and the gift of the Holy Spirit in their lives. In other words, we're talking about having, we're talking about here having that, that something that is holy, precious, and to be used specifically in fulfillment of God's desire. It is, it is something precious in our lives. It is the Holy Spirit available for us. We should not take the presence of the Holy Spirit lightly. We should not take the presence of the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and, and disrespect it. But we have to be respectful to the Holy Spirit. We need to be reverent to the Holy Spirit. We need to show respect in the house of God when the Holy Spirit shows up. And when anyway, as a matter of fact, all the time when we show up in the house of God, we should show respect to the presence of the Holy Spirit. See, I believe that's something that we understand that not only, you know, it's something that we receive that is available for us. It is available for each one of us. Not only that, but also power applied. Not only to receive it, but to apply that power. It is one thing to realize that you have the power of the Holy Spirit. It is quite another to actually apply the, that power in your everyday life. You can be around it and not even realize it. Consider the woman that we talked about earlier who had the electricity turned on at her house after all those years. What if after turning her electricity on and no one had bothered to tell her? All she had to do was to flip the switch, but until she did that, the electricity would have done her no good. In other words, we can have something here, but not into its plug, into the, the plug outlet. That item is no good. But into its connected to the source. Into its connected to the power, it activates and it starts working. Listen, it happens to us. We need to be connected to the power of God, which brings the source, which is the Holy Spirit, for us to function. And we need to apply that power in our everyday walk. So we can move forward. See, we have to understand that this generation needs to understand that, that we have to rely in God. We need to trust in God, not in our own abilities, not in our own strength, not with our own smartness or whatever. We need to understand that there is a greater thing, and that is the presence of the Holy Spirit that can guide us and help us. See, it is the same with the Holy Spirit. We're all promised that we will be empowered by Him. But until we begin to actually use that power, we will continue to live as we have no power at all. You know what? Where am I talking? Why am I talking about this? Because I see many Christian people who, who have the help of the Spirit of God on their side. And, and they don't activate that in their, in their lives. 
and they're struggling with troubles. They're struggling with sins. They're struggling with temptations. They're struggling with things that if they can only understand that the power of the Holy Spirit can help me to overcome my addictions, can help me overcome my temptations, can help me overcome my struggles. The Holy Spirit can help me in my marriage. Can I get an amen? My Holy Spirit can help me with my rebellious children. It is the Spirit of God that we need to tap onto and say, Lord, I need you more than ever. But we need to tap into the Spirit of God. When Jesus speaks to his early disciples, he specifically tells them that this newfound power, they, had, they have to be used to tell people about me everywhere. He says, I'm giving you this power but here's one of the conditions. You have to tell about me everywhere. In other words, the disciples were not given a choice as to how they were to use this power. And the power did not have multiple applications. The power was given so they could lead other people into that salvation experience they themselves have come to know. In other words, we're working through you so you can tell others about Jesus Christ. It's not for us to reserve it for ourselves and become spiritual porkies. But, oh, did I just say that? But, but, but it's for us to be to activate and use that for the kingdom of God. We need to use, and that's Jesus said, I'm giving you this power so you can tell others about Jesus. I'm almost finished. Hang in there. I know that some of you become very, very nervous when we start talking about sharing the gospel or giving your testimony to others or becoming involved in evangelism. Not everyone has the ability to speak in front of people. And many of you are, are, are get nervous when you, when you speak in front of people. And I get that. But the greatest news for all of us is this, that we're not... The ones doing it, it is the Holy Spirit working through us. You know, you'd be surprised how many people you can ask them and say, when was the last time you, you lead someone to Christ? And many times they say, it's been a long time or zero. You know why? But because we try to evangelize, we try to witness in our own ability, and we can't do that. We have to rely and trust the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can open our mouth and, and, and evangelize and tell people about the greatest news of all time and it is to experience the gospel and people can receive salvation they can re receive deliverance and hope in their life but we have to do our part oh I know you ain't a mother's sermon you're expecting this morning but you heard a lot of them already through the years See, you're not going to trust me on this until you experience it for yourself. But I can guarantee you that once you begin sharing the good news about Jesus, you will find that the Holy Spirit is taking over your speech and that God is speaking through you. 
Man, when you start witnessing and, and telling people about Jesus, even in the Walmart line, can I get an amen? You can tell people about the message of hope. Listen, this world, why we're in trouble? Why is our nation in trouble? Why is the world falling apart? Because they need Jesus. They need salvation. They, they need to experience hope in their life. Listen, if there's one thing we can shout it from the rooftop, is, is this, that it, their hope is found in Jesus alone. Not on the things of the world, not in materialistic. Listen, the church needs to get off this behind and understand that we need to share the gospel and preach the gospel. But as it starts just with a preacher on the pulpit, it starts with a congregation as well that we start sharing. You know what? We share more stuff on Facebook. Did I just say that? I've just lost half of the church. We share more on Facebook and everywhere else than we share the message of hope in the gospel. Can I preach you like I want you? I'm telling you what, we see more nonsense and we spend more time and more resources telling people about. Oh, Lord, it's too hot to handle. I'm skipping, I'm skipping that. You can't handle the truth. We spend more time doing other stuff than we're doing. We should spend time in the presence of the Lord and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. And then the church might look different today. But we need to evangelize. We need to open our mouth and trust the Lord. See, we can speak about our personality, you know, and so on. But we need to trust the Lord. When Jesus spoke to his disciples, he told them to go to Jerusalem, to Judea, to Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He was covering everything from telling those they knew the best and were most comfortable with to telling people who were very much unlike them. He said, go to these places. And his promise was that if they will be willing to share the message, if they will, if they will receive all the power necessary to deliver. In other words, listen, if you just start walking, I'll take care of the rest. Because when, when I tell you what, that's how God works. And the last thing I want to talk to you about this is power transfers. And when they go into Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, what's going to happen? Some of those people are going to respond to the message. If you start opening your mouth and you start sharing the gospel, people are going to respond to the message of hope. We got to spread the good news. We got to spread the message of hope. We got to spread the message. That's what we need to do, church. Build that foundation. Come on in, children. Come on in. That we can trust in the things of God. God is faithful, God is mighty. But we do our part in evangelizing and sharing the message of hope. Amen. Praise the Lord.